Live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning, Bobcat and Rattler fans, and welcome to this Monday edition of Bobcat Radio here on the 26th of February. I'm your host, Justin Brown, and today I'm joined by my wonderful producer, Kara Slay, and my co-host, Roger Jackson. We've got a super exciting episode planned today for you all where we'll talk about the Bobcats softball team sweeping the ASU-GCU tournament and baseball's tough road trip to the Carbach Classic in Round Rock, Texas. But before we get to that, let's throw it to Roderick for, for a word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks. Eat, drinks, scenic views. Thank you so much, Roderick. Now, let's start it off by talking about this hot weekend the Texas State softball team had. They're 14-4 overall and on a seven-game win streak. And the Texas State softball team completely swept the ASU-GCU tournament under the scorching hot sun in Arizona. And they did this over teams as Arizona State, Seton Hall, Ohio State, Utah Valley, Idaho State, and Grand Canyon University. So guys, each of those opponents, they got a big win over. And that's crazy. This hot performance comes right in time as they look to face off against the big rival, the UT Longhorns, this Wednesday here in Slam Marcus. So Guys, some standout stats from this past weekend that might look like a typo to y'all is Jessica Mullins threw 28 strikeouts over that whole weekend. And thir- Sheesh, 13 of which, lot. 13 of these strikeouts came yesterday in their matchup against GCU. So really, guys, also, that it was hot on the batting side as well. Multiple Bobcats got hit over the weekend. I mean, got hits over the weekend, such as Sarah Vanderford collecting five hits and a two-RBI home run against GCU yesterday. And Sierra Trahan played great as well, collecting eight hits over the weekend and three RBIs. Guys, I want to hear your thoughts on this Tech State softball team. I mean, last year, they took it all the way to the NCAA tournament. And right now, I think they're on pace to do it again. I want to hear what y'all think. Is it just too early on to tell, or are they got something going? Um, They got something going here. I mean, you look at, you know, we've been talking about the batting recently. Their batting has been way, like, not un, we did not foresee this coming, but we really got to talk about this feeling, this defense that this team has. I mean, like you said, just come on, throwing 28 strikeouts over the weekend is absolutely absurd. I mean, for that to be your leader on your defense, and then not to mention they're also shutting people out, they're also stopping a lot of runs early on. So it's not even just her, the fielding is outstanding. They're making the right reads, making the right plays, getting to their spots on time. And I think really the Bobcats really have a they have something cooking here with this, honestly. Yeah, I think this will absolutely carry over to the UT softball game that's coming up. That's such an exciting game for not only the students at Texas State, but also the players as well. Um, The Bobcats are making a statement uh, for the team and trying to make that top 25 list, which I believe they can do, honestly. Like, they are on track, like you said, Justin, to hit that NCAA tournament. And um, honestly, like, This softball, baseball season, they're kind of like carrying the baseball season, the poor baseball, basketball season, sorry, that 
Texas State has had so far. And every game is worth something, win or lose. Um, and this team is, has, like, a lot of chemistry and stats to show up and show out on the Longhorns. So Yeah, 100%. You know, you talk about these players having the stats and the numbers to, to play against this Longhorn team. And let's look at the leaders right now. Sierra Trahan leading the team in hitting right now, hitting 466 on the season so far. At her 58 at-bats, she's already got 17 runs, scored in Jeez. 27 hits, and beautiful nine RBIs with a 597 slugging percentage. And look at Hannah Earls. She's following up. She's doing great things as well, hitting 419 on the year. And at her 62 at-bats, she got 26 hits and a one home run, so she's doing great things as well. And Sarah Vanderford, she's been on this team for seasons I mean, almost here as long as Ricky Woodard. Just kidding. But she has had 54 <laughs> at-bats. And at her at-bats, she has seven doubles, three home runs, 14 RBIs. I mean, Jeez. this player is quite incredible. And that's in 18 games played. So, yeah, you know, I think this is a hot start. And I think going off of seven wins straight, I think the UT Longhorns are going to be a little worried. So yes. Shaking in their boots. Yeah, no, this is definitely a team that they, they should not take the Bobcats lightly this time around. This mm. is definitely something they should prepare for fully. Yeah, you know, and the Bobcats never got a chance to face off against this UT team in the NCAA tournament last year. They lost to A&M, and unfortunately they didn't get to play against UT. So they're looking to do that once again play against the UT Longhorns or they're going to attempt to this weekend on Wednesday. They got hot bats and they got hot pitching. So it'll be fun to watch. Be sure to tune in on Wednesday at 6 PM to hear Kobe Jackson and Audrey Pasillas on the call. So that'll be a great game on KTSW 89.9. Now let's take a transition to the other ballpark we have here in San Marcos. And that's the Texas state baseball team. And they went away this weekend, traveled up the road to round rock, Texas, and unfortunately lost two straight in the Dell Diamond on Friday and Saturday against teams as the Kansas Jayhawks and the Kentucky Wildcats. But last night, they beat Ohio Sabercats 13-4. to So big game to close off the weekend. But let's look at the stats they've had over the weekend before they face the Prairie View A&M Panthers tomorrow. Ryan Fraber, he was scorching hot over the weekend, hitting 6-for-13 and led the Bobcats to the win yesterday in Ohio where he went 3-for-5 on the night, tallying up four RBIs in the process. Fraber's currently leading the Bobcats at the plate, hitting around 600. But how did they lose those two games, you might wonder? Well, the 7-4 loss to Kansas and an 11-5 loss to Kentucky can be attributed to some cold starts on the mound for the Bobcats. Jack Stroud, the starting pitcher against Kansas, gave up seven runs off of five hits and only two innings of play. That's a huge score right there. Kansas only scored seven runs in that game, and they all came within the first two innings by Jack Stroud throwing five hits away. And then Austin Eaton and his start against Kentucky, he gave off five runs off of six hits, and that was only in 1.2 innings of play. That's a combined 12 runs in less than three innings. What do y'all think about that? I mean, the Bobcats really have to start the game off right with their pitching. And, you know, you look at the softball team, they got Jessica Mullins. That's a great secure start in a game. But the Bobcats baseball team really hasn't found that ace yet. What do y'all think they have to do to get that started? Um, I kind of agree with what you say. I believe they need to just start off a little bit quicker. I mean, obviously, you can see it throughout the game. They only got seven runs. You know, it was like Kansas only had seven runs in the first two innings, you know, in a couple of minutes. But so after that kind of happened, they picked it up, and it was pretty much set after that. But I think the Bobcats, I think they have a slow mentality right now. I don't think they're locked. They don't lock in, you know, enough as right as the game starts. And I feel like for this team, there's too much talent on this team 
to kind of play like that. I think you need to be locked in as soon as the game starts. As soon as you hear play ball, you have to be 100%. So I think if they just figure out how to start strong, they'll be able to continue all the way through because we've seen it already. Yeah, I absolutely agree with Roderick. I mean, 12 runs uh, is a lot, like, considering, like, against in baseball, like, it's just, Especially that early on, yeah. within three innings, you have to defend, you know, the score. And right yeah, now, they're giving yeah. it up. Exactly, and there's just like, you know, the defense isn't really picking up the pace as they should, um, as much as the offense is. And against big name schools, you can say that it can affect the team and affect like how they do. But a good team is a good team; doesn't matter where they're coming from, and it's just. Exactly what Roderick said. You just got to pick up the pace and um, show that you can play defense. You know, you can you can throw these pitches and psych these batters out and just keep playing. Uh, you know how to play baseball. Like, it's something right. that you've been doing for a living, basically, and want to keep continuing as a living. So you should know how to play and how to uh, protect your side of the of the fields as well. Yeah, Karis, you know, I'm pretty sure, yeah, they definitely know how to play their own baseball, but this is against big-name schools like Kansas and University of Kentucky and Ohio. So, obviously, you know, these are some big teams, and it's going to, you know, translate into the game. Texas State doesn't always face off against these big-name schools. So, you know, that happens. But, yeah, we talked about the pitching, and in this game against, you know, the the Sabercats of, why did I say Ohio? Washington State University, guys, I apologize. WSU, when the Bobcats played against them last night and got the win you know it really came down to the hitting from Ryan Fraber because if you look at the pitching Peyton's able started on the rubber and allowed three runs in three walks and two hits only in one inning so yeah got to change that up but guys we're going to take a quick little break here but don't touch that dial stick around for a while we got some more Bobcat basketball to talk about on the other side of this break you're listening to Bobcat radio on KTSW 89.9 Welcome back inside Studio C here in San Marcos, Texas. I'm Justin Brown alongside Roddy Jackson and Karis Lay, and we're here for Bobcat Radio. We just finished talking about baseball as they will be facing Prairie View A&M Panthers tomorrow at 6 p.m. Be sure to tune in at 5.45 p.m. for pregame with Bill Colhane and Davin Meredith on the call. But let's talk about Texas Day men's basketball. The team is currently 5-11 in Sunbelt Conference play, and they are on a road trip. They currently, they lost to Georgia Southern first, but then they moved on to Georgia State on Saturday night, where four of the five starters scored in double figures, giving them a nice groove and a win, 68-59 over the Panthers. You know, guys, this was a really hard-fought win, and four of the five starters getting in double figures, I mean, that's beautiful. You see Davian Sykes record his fourth double-double of the season with 14 points and 10 rebounds, and Colton Benson led the scoring total for the Bobcats, 17 points with four made three-pointers. I want to hear y'all's thoughts on this team. I mean, last year, they were not that good in regular season. They got a buy into the Sunbelt Conference Tournament, and then they made some noise. Is this one of those seasons once again, or how's it going to finish for the Bobcats? Um... I think it's it's hard to tell, right? Because we see games like this where they click all the way together and it's like, oh, that's a tournament team. But then you see other games where it's like, wow, do they really deserve to be in the tournament? But, you know, going off of what you said, Davion Sykes, and like I, I said last time I was on VCR, I said Davion Sykes is going to break out here. So he had, well, he had a great game. He followed up with another great game. This is now his fourth amazing game in a row. I mean, he's just taking off. He's really showing his spot on this team that's just come out of nowhere. 
And then, like you said, Colton Benson, how he kind of popped up and uh, led in scoring. I've been waiting on Colton Benson to really do this all year. I knew he could do it, and I'm finally glad to see that he's able to do it. It's just kind of like how I was saying earlier that it's sometimes you see this this team go the yard and be like, okay, yeah, like this is a good team. They can make shots. They can play defense. But then other times it's like, wow, like you guys kind of vanish. But, I mean, Tad on Jordan Mason had a great game. Brandon Love had a great game. And I think their leadership is vital to this team. I mean, Jordan Mason being a young star on this team, but he's ultimately the future. I mean, you need those guys to really show up as well. So I think if they can play behind those two and they can stay consistent, I think the game will be. They'll be all right. They can make find a way in. Yeah, I mean, what Roddy said, just like, some games they're like a tournament team and some games they're not a lot of the games they're just not and it's kind of upsetting to see um because that's not what you want you know they've it seems like every almost every game day they've had a bad bad day pretty much (laughs) and it's just you but like i said on last bcr and just like this goes with any team you can have the best players in the country or in the world on one team but what's important is the chemistry and at the end of the day they can be the best team because of that chemistry and that underlying denominator to be able to perform is the playing factor of these teams and you know there are I mean the five games that they won in the Sunbelt Conference they had that chemistry they they were able to put out and um show what the Bobcats are about a little that kind of rhymed I guess I don't know um (laughs) but it's just I know Brandon Love has really um been showing out as well on this team I honestly I've only heard good things about Brandon Love and um Davion Sykes just like all of these all these boys um they've been doing great and been trying their hardest um, but I really think next season will be the Bobcat season and they'll step up and um, be able to showcase what they have and just only go up from here. I don't think they can go down. Yeah. You know, we talk about this team really, you know, having some games where they didn't seem to have that rhythm. But let's take a look at this team last year at the same point. They finished their season six and 12 in conference play and then they went two rounds into the playoffs. Right now, they're 5-11 and 11 in conference play. It seems to me that they're having the exact same finish they have last year. And I'm telling you, this team is a team that can play well in playoff environment. You know why? Because they beat the Southern Miss. Oh, no, they beat App State at home. Ooh, then they beat ooh. the Southern Miss Eagles at home. These two teams are like the best teams in the Sun Belt. Yeah. And they're 7, I mean, they're 4-10 and 10 at home. So they won the games that matters the most. And, and my apologies, 7-4 and four at home. So they've won games that matter a lot. And, and truth is, is that skill can be carried over into the playoffs for sure. Yeah, and it sure. comes down to the coaching skill of Terrence Johnson. I mean, this guy is a great basketball coach. You have to give him for his roses. Sure, He's won sure. this team's. I mean, this team's won Sunbelt champions before, um, you know, winning the regular season, of course. But yeah, I mean, Jordan Mason as well. I saw Jordan Mason for the first time. When I saw him hoop for the first time, I said he has that that it factor. You know, you watch someone play basketball and you're like, okay, 
this guy's like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. I'm not going to say that. I mean, obviously, we're in Sunbelt Conference. But Jordan Mason, I mean, he did great things as well. Scored 15 points in this last no. game. And Brandon Love, 10 points, 7 rebounds. I mean, Brandon Love is a freak athlete. You have to freak. give him his recognition. I mean, this guy looks kind of like the Nasus or Giannis Antetokounmpo. The yeah, way his length is not to, be, not to be misunderstood. No, for no. sure. And he is a great defensive prowess on this team. But Davion Sykes, I mean, his dad played here. That's, and that's he my breakout. Is, I mean, everyone loves him. He's on his four straight double double so you know this bobcat basketball team i have no fear for them and guys their next matchup is going to be against the ulm warhawks and and that game is going to be here tomorrow night against the ulm warhawks the last two final regular season games at home and guys the ulm warhawks and the bobcats just met recently actually Mm -hmm. uh, just a month ago and Mm -hmm. the bobcats beat them in their own house so the ulm warhawks coming over here they're going to be a little mad a little salty about that last loss but do you think the bobcats have the momentum to win these final two games i mean they're playing against ulm and then their final game of the season is going to be against standby standby i got it right here for you Oh, yeah, I, know. I don't got it for you, but keep going, guys. Do you think but they're going to win against this ULM team or not? Most definitely. I was, Texas State dominates ULM in, like, everything. So ULM is kind of like, you know, it's a nice little conference win for the Bobcats <laughs> to really, like, recalibrate themselves off of. But in all seriousness, this is another must-win game, not because of the difficulty of the game, but because of the record. You need to win this game, not only to try and launch yourself into March with a decent mindset, but you also need to, that game just to try and make it into March. So I think these guys need to come in with the same attitude they came in with the last couple of games and just be hungry for it. I think, you know, they need to be willing to win, need willing to do what they need, what it needs to be, what needs to be done to win. And I think they'll be fine, you know? I mean, they've shown that they have what it takes to beat teams. Obviously, ULM, you don't want to underestimate any kind of team because you never know how that game is going to go. True. If you go in with overconfidence, you could you could lose. I, it's happened many times. Me personally, as an athlete, when I went into volleyball games thinking, "Oh yeah, this is a this team easy," and we lost. It's <laughs> embarrassing <laughs> most of the time. So you can't um, underestimate anybody, but you can come in a little bit more confident than usual but not too much yeah you know and we'll look at this next game as well the, their final regular season game at home is against the troy trojans okay Oof. so it's a rival and it's a team that they Oof. have not the bobcats have not beat the troy trojans no since february 25th of 2022 wow it's been over almost two years well, actually it's it over two years, years. Yeah. it's over two years it's now. february 26 everybody wow. but yeah so it's been two years since the bobcats beat them and the last matchup they had was just january 24th 2024 so just a few weeks ago and the bobcats lost 78 to 65 in troy alabama mm. so you know guys i think we're just going to have the same opinion here about this team you can't underestimate an opponent mm-hmm. but here they're going to really have to to lock up because this is a team they haven't beaten two years so something's going on uh, something needs to change <laughs> something no, has to change and i mean this is a different group from two years ago so i that think they too. have a lot of potential mm-hmm. it's a young group and this year they've also you know there's definitely been a lot of injuries going on the team's been you know half and half the whole way through so it's kind of hard for them to really game plan how they really want a game plan but 
you, I mean, you, you it's, it's Troy. You really can't. You have to pull out everything you possibly can to beat Troy. I mean, you can, this again, it's another must-win game. And for it to be somebody that you haven't beat in two years, it's like, man, you really got to pull something out here. Like Maybe a light of fire under their butt. Extra, extra film, extra, I don't know what is what needs to be done, but y'all need to figure it out. Yeah. You know, in their last 10 matchup, uh, matchups together, the Bobcats are 4-6 and six against this Troy Trojan group. So it's going to be very interesting to see if they can clean it up. But yes, the Bobcats now look to face the ULM Warhawks tomorrow night. You can catch that game on ESPN Plus as we'll be broadcasting the baseball game at that time. But let's take a transition now to Texas State women's basketball. This will be our last segment of the day. They're currently 3-13 and 13 in Sunbelt Conference play. Oh, my goodness. And it's, it's, you know, that's not necessarily so bad. You know, the Bobcats, they just had a rough start to their season. Uh, a lot of new players coming in, and it takes some chemistry. When you're doing a rebuild, you have a lot of seniors leave. I mean, guys, they had plenty of seniors leave. Yeah. So, you know, you have players that are turning like Tiffany Tolis, of course, but, uh, I mean, you know, you really have to be able to handle that transition. Now, Coach Zinnery Antoine said something about this last game. The Bobcats lost to the Louisiana Raging Cajuns 60-55 to Saturday night here at home, and, you know, Coach Zinnery Antoine said this was a game of inches. She said it was a game of inches. She said that the untimely fouls and uncharacteristic plays in that second half really led to their loss here, and that's just a tough loss for the Bobcats here. Now, they look to have two more games in the regular season where they'll face off against the Southern Miss Eagles Wednesday and the ULM Warhawks Friday, and these two teams, I mean, they're both tied for six in the Sunbelt Conference. They're both nine and seven, so what's the the hope for the Bobcats here. Are they going to have to finish out their season with two big wins to transition to the tournament, or are they just going to have to be looking at what they've done this season and try and improve upon it next year? What do y'all think? Um, I would say that this season, you know, it was fought. It was it went through, but I think that it's time to maybe look forward to the future. I, I after what I've seen, what I saw again at this game versus the Ranger Cajuns, I believe that there is no more gas left in the tank. No, I will say it. I will agree with coach with coach that at the second half of the game, the calls that were made were outrageous. They called some crazy calls, and I'm like, I was sitting there wondering, like, wow, but. I will also say that there are also times where these predicaments shouldn't have been possible. I mean, the Bobcats had a lead for a comfortable lead at a point and then lost it completely. And it's kind of hard to like as much as we can say, oh, the ref made this call, the ref made this call. You also have to the team also has to put keep themselves in a position just off of their play to a point where a call maybe isn't as big as it needs to be. And I believe that the Bobcats just didn't do it. I mean, they weren't hitting from deep. I mean, um, yeah, Garrett Best Self wasn't hitting from deep at all. Um, no one could really score consistently. They were bullying each other. I mean, boards, the board uh, battle was kind of, it was not as dominant as we've seen the girls have played. So I think there was a lot of factors in that game where the girls just didn't play 100%. And I think now you just have to look forward to the next season. Yeah, I think this... Like this past conference uh, plays, they kind of just lost their momentum and have kind of just like given up in a way. I know there's some players who haven't, like Janiah Henson. She is 
a powerhouse on the Bobcats team. I mean, like, she led the team with 11 points. She's always the point carrier almost in every single game. And, like, waiting to see if the Bobcats could finally take that win. Um, these past, these next two games, I think it's going to be difficult for fans to watch just because I think that um, they've kind of tossed in the towel and that they are looking at the next season for sure, and that's what they probably should focus on. Well, I'll never say that a team is just like, you know, giving up midway. I doubt any athletic person in this school no, for sure. or any athlete is ever like, no, you know sure. what, I'm just done. I'm going to wait till next season. No so athlete I know, quits. I know they're not sure. doing that, but you can't change those losses that you used to have. You, know, yeah. you can't do anything about it. You know, they played good in that tournament previously. They've won against, you know, Ohio, but they're on a four-game losing streak right now, and you know, but you gave credit to Janiah Henson, and she deserves her credit. She's she the does. 11th best scorer in the Sun Belt Conference right now. She's played 887 minutes in 29 games. Top three and free she, throw shooter, too. Yeah, she is great. She has 100 free throws on the season for herself, scoring 430 points, averaging 15 per game. And this is, you know, a, a good pickup for Texas State for sure. Oh, for and sure. she's going to be the leader on the floor for next season and, and definitely can be a piece that the Bobcats can build around. And, you know, they... They have to face off against the Southern Miss Eagles. That's their next game. And Dominique Davis, she plays over there, and this player is amazing. She gave the Bobcats a whole run for their money in their last game. They played the Southern Miss Eagles, beat the Bobcats a few weeks ago. And Dominique Davis, third best scorer in the entire Sunbelt Conference. She's played over 813 Jeez. minutes, Jeez. scored 512 points off of 38 threes as well, and she's averaging 19.7 per game. So the Bobcats just have some tough personnel in the Sunbelt Conference right now. And, and, you know, this is normal for teams. You can have continued success, and then sometimes you can drop off. I mean, this team won the Sunbelt standings. I mean, won the Sunbelt Conference championship a few years ago. I mean, they were the best team in the Sunbelt. That's true. And it just happens when you have transitional players. And look at what's coming in. I mean, we saw that That's player true. that the Bobcats are about to pick up that just scored 70. 71. Yeah, yeah, she's crazy. She's crazy. I don't have her name on stat, but if you just type in high school basketball players, score 71 points i promise you she's the only one that's she's, gonna pop up she's crazy she has like like that's like her second one of the year she's had like 450 <laughs> like point games 360 like she's crazy yeah it seems like coach zinnery antoine is gonna draft will chamberlain over the offseason <laughs> no. so that will be very exciting for the bobcat group but yes their season currently three and i think three and 13 in sunbelt conference play yes and they'll be facing off against the ULM Warhawks and the Southern Miss Eagles this week for their final two games of the regular season. And if anything happens in the postseason and they do get into the postseason, we're going to let you know about their opponent and how it goes. You know, it might be another men's basketball season. Maybe, you know, they maybe. might be bad in the regular season. They get in the sneaky. playoffs. Yeah. And Garibald self. I mean, I, I, I have to mention her real quick. I mean, yeah, she may have not scored that many threes in the last game, but what a great pickup for this team. I mean, she transferred from ULM, I believe, and and she's doing great things. So it'd be cool no, to see I her. I will say that Garibald self. I think you, if you ever hear this, I know I just kind of dogged you a little bit. I apologize. But you, ma'am, are a critical, vital piece of this team. Whether you believe it or not, the things that you do, the hustle you play with, and the way you help out the team is unparalleled to how anybody else does it. So I please, keep keep it up, please. 
please. Yeah, yeah Roddy's definitely a fanboy over here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, for sure. You know, Garibald Self, definitely a great, crucial piece to this team. But yes, their next matchups, Southern Miss Eagles and the ULM Warhawks, Wednesday and Friday, two nine and seven overall teams. So it'll be a big fight for the Bobcats to then close out the regular season with some two wins. But that's all of our time here for today. We're going to take a look at the weather. If our very own Kara Slay can do it, no problem. If not, I can. I can take over for weather. So it is at 77 degrees outside nice. in San Marcos, but it is mostly cloudy. Um, when I was driving into oh, to the studio, today. it was pretty foggy the sun's coming out yeah now, though. but the sun looks like it does it is coming out and at 2 p.m it's supposed to be 85 degrees oh oh <laughs> yeah 85 how yeah. is that even possible it's I, global warming <laughs> shout out taylor swift thank you <laughs> there's other celebrities out there but yeah yeah um a lot of carbon emissions going on huh but tomorrow is supposed to be a low 63 and the high of 86 um also very cloudy cloudy Wednesday, it's supposed to be windy with a low of 50 and a high of 70. So, um, and then Thursday, it's supposed to be cloudy and probably the lowest um, that we'll see in temperature wise this week 47 as a low and 57 as a high. So, it's a little mix and match kind of thing mm-hmm. with cold, hot weather, windy, cloudy. It's just rainy. safe to say that Texas is bipolar. Yeah. Yeah. And I think exactly. they switch their weather all the time. But yes. That is all the time we have for you today, and thank you, Kara Slay, for the weather. But Gracias. for Kara Slay and Roger Jackson, I'm Justin Brown, thanking you for listening to this episode of Bobcat Radio. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to continue to hear more, make sure to follow us at KTSW Sports on all social media and check us out on SoundCloud and Spotify to catch this episode anytime you want. SoundCloud. Now, let's give you a wonderful Monday. Keep your heads up high, and let's get you back to the other side of radio.